0: Hello and welcome to the Race FF podcast, and I am your host, Jaime Garcia, and I am coming to you from the beautiful city of Buttonwillow. Um, I just finished my first uh, track day event with NASA Pro Racing at Buttonwillow, and I did the infamous or famous. Uh, 13 Clockwise with the EG. So, this is going to be a recap of that first day. And thankfully, well, probably should have recorded with John while he was here. But, you know, things are what they are. Um, so, we... Why am I saying we? It's not we. So, I... Got to Button Willow and drove the e g drove it there and um I was nervous i would say that um this is the furthest I've driven the e g and did a couple of swaps um in terms of the setup to get it ready for this weekend and some of the stuff that I changed out for this weekend was well so Buttonwillow is especially 13 clockwise is kind of a track that changes direction really well very often so what happens is that that configuration 13 clockwise has a lot of turns and it's a car that can maintain its corner speed is uh, going to be something that's going to go fast with the EG the Setup that I was running before the changes was the Coney race uh, front and rear, and I was running nine hundred and fifty pound springs on the front with the front sway bar connected, and running um, seven hundred pounds in the rear with the rear sway bar still connected. Well, actually, no rear sway bar was not there. It was just no rear sway bar. So, in order to get some rotation, I needed to soften up the front and stiffen up the rear. So, with uh, Marcel de Carpel's um, suggestion, uh, one of the Honda Challenge guys, I got a... My GSR rear sway bar, so I think it's like a 14 millimeter, and bolted that on, and swapped out the springs that I got from Lobuck Spencer from NASA Northeast, H1 or H2 car, I forget. And um, put 500 pounds uh, springs on the front. So that really uh, changed the dynamics of the EG. Uh, It made it actually real comfortable to drive in the freeway, and, oh, man, like, before going up any, like, what is it, um, what are those things called? I forget. It's, um, uh, expansion joints. There we go. On the freeways, that thing would jump. But now, with the 500-pound springs on the front, who'd have guessed, it's actually decent, it doesn't, like, want me to die, (laughs) so, yeah, um, I got, the car handles really well now, um, it rotates a lot easier, and, you know, cars just very, very, uh, confidence-inspiring, I had a John from 91 Octane ride in the first session. Since it's uh, in time trials, the first session on Saturdays are usually not um, classed. So what happens is that we have our lap times count for um, position, but... The first session is just for grid position where, excuse me, um, whereas the second, third, and fourth session are for competition. And yeah, so like all events, this event, um, the goal was really to bring the fight to Debbie Sharp. And I have to say, I, I brought the fight to Debbie Sharp, and we succeeded on Saturday. <laughs> um, I'm currently running the takeoffs from Marcel that he had laying around in his garage, so Marcel gave me some used Toyo double R's on, what was the size, Uh, two twenty five, fifty, fifteens. 15s And those things, um, I mean, I know there's some people who don't like them because they're not as fast as, like, a Hoosier. And even some of the 200 treadwear tires, like the Falcon RT660s, from what I hear from other racers, those are actually pretty fast. Like, the 200 treadwear tire game right now, it is... Just on fire, like these tires are just ridiculously fast the what is it even the r e seventy one rs which used to be the fast cheater tire now the they're they're still so freaking fast like the r e seventy one rs are faster than the uh maxis r c ones that I have on my silver Civic. So, yeah, it's it's just crazy uh, the tire technology and how well it's advanced. So the car obviously felt very very planted with those tires on there cuz I went from a 205 50 R15 to a 225 50 R15 and I'm also running the wider wheels, the black racing wheels that I got from HMO, so those are 15 by 7s whereas before I was running the stock EM1, uh, Civica side wheels, so definitely a bigger footprint, um, (laughs) of course, it it kind of rubs a little bit, so shout out to my buddy John, who, um, John Lindemann, who came by Thursday to help me roll, (laughs) Uh, roll the rear fenders and uh, minimize the amount of rubbing that I would get. Because without that, oh man, it would have been a rough day. So, towards the start of the event, um, I swapped out the wheels. That was pretty much the only thing that I needed to do. And what else did I And John from 91 Octane showed up, and that was his first time to Buttonwillow. And I have, like, kind of warned him that Buttonwillow is not, like, an easy track to figure out. Like, in order to get a good lap in Buttonwillow, you kind of have to connect and thread the needle on... All these corners. So I was so happy that I was able to give them a ride-along. Because it's just like a cheat code. When you get a ride-along from somebody who knows what they're doing. And can just like take a lot of the guessing games out. In terms of like where to break, where to stay on, throttle. Not necessarily where to stay flat, but just where to stay on throttle. And... John did pretty well. Um, the goal was and I mean the goal always is for him to improve and get more comfortable in his M three. And I, I think he did do that. I I think if he had a little bit more seat time he would have uh gotten into his gotten to his goal of moving up from H P D. two to H P D. three. But just um But, well, you just need more seat time in order to move up. And John's been improving tremendously well. And it's so fast the way he's been uh, improving. But then again, you know, he's had me to help him out and kind of like be a cheat code and not have to struggle with the same things that I've struggled with in the past. So, yeah, congrats, John. And now for... My first lap out there with John, um, I just wanted to give him like a breakdown of where to, where he can push, where he shouldn't, what to do if he goes off in certain spots, where he needs to be um, really careful. And given that John ru- runs, uh, sorry about that, John runs E thirty six M three. It's got a little bit of power and he can get into kind of a dangerous position with um, on 13 clockwise coming out of the S's. You kind of want to avoid the last two berms because they are way like the, the berms are really raised. So those berms. Actually can really upset the vehicle. And then it leads to a short little straight away. Right before you go braking into the front straight. And I've seen so many. Like especially high power cars. Where they step out. Drop a tire in there. And then they spin loop and cross the track. And just get destroyed. And then that's just not a good time. It's just not a good time. So, I showed him a decent pace. I mean, I ended up breaking 219. And mind you, this is the first time I'm driving the EG out at Buttonwillow. So, I still didn't know like what gear to be in for certain corners. Whether I'd be bouncing off the limiter in a second or just keep it in third for like sections like uh, Cotton Corners. I ended up, um, setting myself up with a third for Cotton Corners, so, sorry, um, I'm, like, actually really beat, (laughs) but I wanted to make sure that I recorded at least something for you guys, given, um, how I just didn't, I just didn't record anything, I was, planning to have some people on the podcast and I probably should have just recorded from the enduro event but uh, I just didn't set it up so I apologize for that. (laughs) Probably next time. So I did do a 219 with John in it and I thought that was a pretty good uh, accomplishment until I found out that Dennis Kako from Uh, Max Boost fame, was out there in his EK, uh, the Midori um, EK hatch that he has, that is similar to mine, even though I kind of don't want to admit it. (laughs) So, Genesis car is a pretty well-sorted vehicle. It's got a half-cage, bucket seats man bucket seats would be perfect for the EG but uh, yeah don't don't have it yet so we got done with our first session that was fun John felt way more confident about where to go and what to do when he was out there and it really showed in in just this overall like how can I say this like just Demeanor, maybe, um, after getting out on track. So, for me, it was really to push and get ahead of Debbie Sharp. But then I also had Dennis to contend with. And Dennis is an ex uh, Honda Challenge racer, so he's no joke. He's definitely, in many ways, a more seasoned and more talented driver just based on seat time than I am. So, Second session, I turn it up because I I just want to build a good gap between me and Debbie and I was able to do it. I got it down to a 216 and I was really, really happy. And then, of course, <laughs> freaking Dennis with his EK goes out there and somehow slams down a Two eleven, and I'm like, bro, <laughs> you went five seconds faster than me, so I was frustrated, and I'm like, You know what, third session I'm gonna go for it. I'm just like I might end up going off because third session, I might just like push it way too hard and The third session was just so much fun because I had a friend of mine, uh, Pramesh, in a TT5 car. My EG is a TT6 car based off of the horsepower to weight ratio and the classing. And that car (sighs) is underpowered and overweight. So I think I can weigh what is it, as low as 2,400 pounds on my vehicle classification paperwork and make about, I think it's like 125 wheel horsepower. So the EG last Dino Tune, it made 111. (laughs) And, um... It made 111, and currently, at about three-quarters of a tank, it weighs in with me in it at 25, 25.50. So, still heavy, still overweight. And after I came in with, uh, with John, the car was making sound that sounded like it was rod knock, and I was just like, "Fuck!" Just like, "Damn it!" I I am not <laughs> excited about this. And sure enough, I checked it, and the AC tensioner pulley had fallen off, and it was just like swinging around there. And I'm like, "Really? Goddamn AC tensioner pulley!" It's It's been, like, it's really freaking annoying. Because, like, I want to have AC in the EG, man. But everything is making it harder and harder to run that freaking AC. Mainly because that freaking tension, it just keeps falling off. I don't know why. It's just wild. And it had no belt on this time, so I don't know why it would, like, wiggle itself away. So, yeah, that's just really odd. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. I think I even dabbed it with, like, a little bit of Loctite, orange Loctite on that one. I don't know. man. I might have to take the AC out of that car and further ruin a (laughs) really, really nice EG. Um, So... I I was able to figure that out. We we got that taken care of. And second session I'm going out. In the second session I started to feel some vibration in the vehicle under braking and sometimes loading the the passenger side front the car would like shake. It's like the steering wheel would shake pretty bad. And I was like, "Fuck, I'm I'm on a roll. I'm trying to get this up time, and let's do it." And man, I feel like such a noob, but I got back in, and two of the lug nuts were off. Were not off, off, but they were loose, <laughs> loose enough for me to like have to use my little Ryobi impact driver to um reseat them in because they were that far uh, released and uh retorque them and it was only that wheel so I don't know if when I torqued them originally um that day in the morning um if I just didn't get it all the way down and it binded up or I don't know man. But yeah, I had two loose <laughs> bolts so i was like fuck i gotta i gotta attack on um, the third session and that was the one where i met up with my buddy permission we went you know so many people say like oh i was like right on this person's ass this whole time and and in reality it's like you look at the video and the video is always like such a humbling experience because you're like oh I was right next to him and it's like you look at the video and it's like five car lengths away like the video always makes things look further away for some reason but I'm going to try and upload some of the video of me chasing Primesh because I was on him uh, for I think for that session the third session of the day me and Primesh Pretty much got the exact same lap time. I did go faster, which um that's going to put another feather in my cap, if you will. Um, I did a... On the third session, I did a 213.2. And Pramesh did a 213.8. Now Pramesh is in the TT5 car, which makes way more power than I do. I think it's like 180 or... I forget what engine he's running, like a two ZC, or I don't know, man. I don't know Toyotas. It's all clicks and whistles to me when I hear uh, Toyotas. But yeah, um, that was so much fun, and I did such a noob douchey move, which was we did five laps, I think, where I was just like right on him. And there were like two, maybe three sections of the track where I felt like I was a little bit faster than him. And I just wanted to get around him just so that I can, like, push and get underneath that 213 because I did 213 um while I was chasing him. And sure enough, Pramesh gives me the point, but I go for it. And right going into sweeper, I... I had been making it into a triangle, so I would apex hard at the beginning of the sweeper and then track out and then get the car turned in and make that hard right into the S's. And I'm pushing really hard, go into the sweeper, brake, throw the car into third, and I go in to turn the car, and I just hear it go Whoop. the front tires just like slip as I'm making the right, the car just plows straight off. And in time trials, if you go four off, your entire session is now not validated. So what what that means is you get disqualified for going off. So that two thirteen didn't didn't count. So, I was hoping, I'm just left hoping that on the last session, Debbie doesn't beat that 216, or on the last session, I could go out and try and do a better lap time, but I was beat, I was tired, I was instructing this weekend as well, so that was a lot, and the last session, I needed to go to a download meeting to talk about a driver incidents about, like, a Bad pass, so that I could give some information on that and not leave it to my student to have to go and explain the whole situation when I was there and I was able to explain what was going on. And we made it into a teaching experience, even though the driver that was supposed to be there or we were talking about was never showed up. So, yeah, this is pretty much going to be the recap for. The Saturday event, I'm going to do another episode. Or rather, this episode is going to be two parts. This is the Sunday part, or Saturday part, and then tomorrow I'll record the second half and make it like a full recap for the event. Guys... Um, I can't even speak, I'm so tired. <laughs> so... <coughs> guys um i will continue on sunday and give you guys a recap this might be a little bit of a shorter show um but i'll do my best to try and keep the conversation going and make sure that it sounds at least uh, decently good so thank you guys and this next part should be sunday recap how about how about now there we go okay So, okay, (laughs) so today is the um, end of Saturday's event, and I am now back in the Race FF Studios, which is the EG. So, let me check some stuff, and... So, I made it back. Uh, The EG is all in one piece. Um, This car really uh, came through in this event because I was there by myself. And one of my biggest worries with the car is that it wouldn't make it through this section of road. So, those of you who are familiar with Southern, uh, Southern California know the Grapevine. And the Grapevine is... Like, almost always, almost every time I've actually been up on the grapevine, there's cars littered left and right because they overheat. So, knowing the history with the E.G. Project Gloomy, um, overheating is an issue that I've gotten into in the past, and it's one that I kind of don't want to get back into. So, yeah. Yeah. Um I don't quite remember exactly if I said it yesterday that I thought I had secured um second place, but it turns out Debbie, that rascal, she did it. So yesterday on the third session, I did a new PB at thirteen clockwise, which was a two thirteen um I think like point Two eight or something like that, and in time trials, in order to keep people like from doing hero shit, um, if you go off all four off, or if you go two tires off, but from the same axle, so both of the rears off, um, they consider that a DQ for your session. Your session gets uh, DQ'd, DQ disqualified. And that's just to kind of keep people from doing hero shit. And those are the rules. And, you know, that's the competition rules uh, for time trials. So you have to adhere to them. And because I went off, my 2.13 th- lap was DQ'd. I had another lap on the second session, which was a 2.16, so 2 minute, 16 second, point 0.1. You want to know what Debbie did on the fourth session when she was out and I didn't go out? A 2.16 flat. Fuck, bro. A tenth of a second. That is just... Oh that's so frustrating. And I don't know, man. I, I... Sorry as I take a swig of this Coke. Um... I'm so thirsty. I'm just so burnt out from this event. Ah. Uh, so yeah, she kicked me she got me. She got me at the end. And it's my own fault for going off, you know. I'm not mad at Debbie. Obviously she kicked ass, so why would I be upset with her? But yeah, she she did it. She got me on Saturday. So Sunday, we're running uh 14 clockwise at Button Willow with a part of the track called the a section. so the slowest part of the track is this area called uh, button hook and 13 clockwise and on 14 it's pretty much the exact same thing but when they add the a section instead of making a hard right hander uphill that's like a increasing radius, it's a hard uphill, decreasing radius, like hard decreasing radius. So for cars it's a really easy car to understeer in. Oh, excuse me. So on whether you're going clockwise or counterclockwise it's it's a really easy corner to understeer out of and Um, 14 clockwise illuminates the, uh, bus stop. Now I can be flat through the section of the track, which is the grapevine into bus stop, tap on the brakes, throw it over the bus stop coast out, and then get ready to go into Riverside. And I think I was pretty much flat, um, going into Riverside. I'd have to review it. Because, again, I am running the uh, Toyos, uh, double R's. But they're takeoffs from Marcel. Shout out, Marcel. I don't know if he'll ever hear this. (laughs) But, yeah. um, So, today, um, doing that section with a uh, 14 clockwise you are essentially going into a straightaway and then you jump into riverside riverside is a banked high speed corner and that thing is kind of scary um especially like in the eg um i'm guessing i'm probably almost at 100 miles an hour before i go into the corner and i i don't know how fast i can go because I haven't gone off to prove that that's, like, the limit. <laughs> and I kind of don't want to go off unless this car gets, like, fully caged or something. And even then, I don't want to, like, destroy this car. Because it's, like, my only my only track car now. Well, I still have the Silver Civic. But uh, this is, like, the track car that I'm focusing on. So, this car... Um, has a lot of grip with those toyos it's so compliant like handling wise it's just such a good car um now with those tires and uh like those this car with that setup is just very tossable through the corners and what was it the biggest difference for me was how aggressive I could be, like in uh, the sweeper, and also how brave I could be going into Riverside. A couple times I like lifted completely instead of uh, staying on the brakes or tapping on the brakes going into Riverside, and I'd pitch it and then like get back on throttle and then eventually on uh, flat out. But man, that felt sketchy. <laughs> So uh, I looked at the speedometer a couple times. I don't know what the actual mile per hour there is. I would have to look at the aim data. Um, and it looked like I was going maybe 90 miles an hour on Riverside in this thing. <laughs> Which is pretty quick for this car. And I know that I would cap a Debbie Sharp bad on Riverside. Like, she would get close to me, like, a couple car lengths, but as soon as we would go into Riverside, I would just, like, walk away from her. So, um... Today, I only did three out of my four sessions because the fourth session, I just wanted to pack up and get ready. Maybe the student that I had uh, would be good to move up to two or not, so I just wanted to be prepped so that I can head home a little bit earlier and, you know, get ready for the next day of work. Um, and that didn't happen, so I had to stay until the end of the day. And in the morning, um, I didn't know what I was doing, and I think I did a best of, like, 2.15 my first time out and again through the a section i really didn't know what i was doing like i didn't know how to attack it well um so i mean i I was kind of figuring it out i didn't know what i was doing so it, it wasn't like putting the car in a specific spot where i felt it was comfortable or where i felt like it was um fast enough through that section and the first, after the first session, which on Sundays, the first session actually does count as a competition session, so those lap times were, were good, and of course, I finished dead last in the TT group. <laughs> And I'm just like, oh, shitty. I didn't want to be the slowest one. I mean, I know I have the slowest car in all of uh, SoCal, NASA's uh, TT. Short of somebody bringing like a (laughs) Tercel or a Ford Festiva. Not a Fiesta, a Festiva. An old one, the 90s one. (laughs) So don't think I'm talking about a Fiesta, the new ones. Because those are actually pretty quick. So... Debbie, of course, did a faster lap time of, a like, a 2.13.6 or something. I was like, fuck. 2.15. Where am I going to find those two seconds? So I pushed, man. And it was just getting hotter and hotter and hotter. And, like, Button Willow does this weird thing where it's so dry that when the wind hits you it sucks all all the moisture out from your skin so you don't sweat so you're completely like dry the whole time but you're the the air is so dry it's sucking the air the moisture away from you and like those cool breezes would feel nice and everything but dude it would mask how hot it was out on the track and it was just getting hotter and hotter and i knew that every session that i kept going past uh the first one the track was just gonna get hotter and greasier and again i'm on takeoff so they're not like in great condition tires so (laughs) I, i mean they were they were good um used tires and used uh, tires for me to like practice on and figure out like what I could do and clearances and whatnot but man I I gave it my all and I ended up flat spotting the passenger side front uh tire like I gave it a good pat. <laughs> like I gave it a good little flat spot because I locked up ABS or locked up the wheel because I don't have ABS going into cotton corners and it's basically showing uh wires so i do have another uh spare tire that uh marcel gave me because i got five from him so shout out to marcel you you gave me my uh set of tires for essentially like hopefully more than two events um because the first event um was this one where I did uh, two days over at Buttonwillow. I think uh, next time we'll be going over to Big Willow, So that's going to be very interesting with this uh, car. Um, Just seeing how fast I can go with like a spec tire size for Honda Challenge, which is going to be very interesting. And... Second session, I go out there, and I'm just, like, pushing it. I am just throwing the car as hard as I feel comfortable. And sometimes a little bit more, a little bit less so. Like, I was uncomfortable at a couple moments. But, you know, the EG freaking did it. It um, took all the track abuse, and I have been building this car and working on it to get me to a point where I could just go out on the track and just put laps and laps and laps in it and not have to worry too much about keeping it, you know, reliable or messing with alternator belts and whatnot. Um... And it did it this weekend. Short of that one moment (laughs) where two of the lug nuts came loose and the thing was rattly. um, The car did phenomenally well. There was a little bit of a vibration uh, driving back after the event. But um, outside of that, the car was fine. So on the second session, I was able to push... put down a lap time of let me double check because freaking going off of my memory right now is not the best idea Um, I know I, I had a good lap time because I mean obviously oh So, interesting, interesting results. Um, huh, okay. So I just went on Race Hero, and I'm looking at it, and I'm just like, uh, really? Okay, okay. Um, I don't know if that's going to be uh, the correct setup, but whatever. Anyways, uh, so 14, clockwise, with the A section, My fastest lap time was a 213.277. And Debbie did a 213.960. So I beat the Porsche. I beat Debbie. I beat her on on Sunday, finally, today when I'm recording. (laughs) I did beat her if I was... Going, you know, and, and this is something like that Debbie did uh, today in the morning because we had uh, awards uh, for Saturday. She's like, oh, man, like she grabbed my third place uh, medal or whatever. And she's like, here, you deserve the second place. And it's like, "Nah, man, like the rules state that if you go off, you know, you you DQ. And I'm like, you know what? Those are the rules. That's how we all play. and it's And it's fair that way. And you know, I I lost on sa- Saturday, but I knew that I could outdrive her. And you know, I I got her, I got her. So watch out, Debbie. <laughs> I'm coming for you. The next event at but uh, at Big Willow, we already have a benchmark of 148. So now I know I need to go faster. And I think the new setup with the softer springs on the front just makes the car a little bit more livelier, not too much where it's unstable. And I think, I think we got um, we got a car. I think we got a car that can be competitive in uh, TT6 at least currently, and kind of the elephant in the room. I'm talking about finishing second, finishing third, and I'm only mentioning Debbie. Why? Because new challenger appeared, freaking Dennis. So those of you that don't know, uh, Dennis is the creator of Max Boost. Max Boost was a comic strip in Import Tuner, kind of like the quintessential like late 90s, early 2000s, you know, really big head, uh, spiky hair and whatnot, where they had, like, a green uh, DX Civic that the main character, Max, was building up to try and beat some guy in a Mustang. And, of course, what did Dennis have? He has that green Midori green. I like saying Midori green because Midori is green. It's just, like, unnecessary green mention. But yes, um, he has that car that he's out there doing time trials, and it's got a D16Y8, which I don't think came in that car. But it makes good power. I think he dynoed it recently and told me that it made 120 wheel horsepower. So him and I, I think should be pretty close. In terms of power, because he still has, I think, the DX transmission on that. Sorry, I'm taking a swig. Ah! Alright. Uh, so he has the DX transmission on that one. So the gearings are, are just kind of shitty. But he kicked my ass. <laughs> he kicked my ass both days. Oh, uh, it was so frustrating, I think. And shout out, he, he's hes a great driver. He's an ex-Honda Challenge driver. So, you know, he's freaking good, man. Like, I, I can't argue with him. And his car is a little bit less set up than mine. And it's so frustrating now that I saw that he has form and function, function uh, two coilovers on it. The, those were on the EG Project Gloomy. When I first got him, and they were trash. Non-adjustable coilovers. They're like $400 uh, brand new eBay special coilovers. And they're trash, bro. So that's what he's on, and that's how he's kicking my ass. So all of the racer excuses are not working. <laughs> and, yeah, so... Max Boost uh kicked my ass both days now on on Sunday today, well, not when you're listening to, to this, but on um, Sunday competition day, Dennis did have two wheels off. Sorry about that, I just kicked the gas pedal in the race FF studios. <laughs> so he had two off now. What happens is that if you go off like I said earlier and it's two wheels from one side in terms of like two of your rears or two of your fronts going off that's a DQ. But you have to show up to the meeting to talk and present your case. Much like in a court of law if you don't show up you get a question made out there and if the corner workers say like I don't know man it looked like he went off no one's there to defend it or say anything against it then you know that that's the end of that like you you don't get a, a second hearing or whatnot so Dennis didn't go to the last download to argue his case for um, the two wheels going off. So if he gets DQ'd, theoretically, I get first place this event. And now, do I think I deserve first place? I don't think so. I think Dennis just handedly kicked my ass. But just as I <laughs> said that yesterday Debbie kicked my ass because I've I've I failed at uh the rule set right there. Dennis may or may not have failed in that sense and I'll take that first place uh from uh Dennis because that's the only way I'm gonna beat him currently. God um, but yeah, it really shows, uh, the technological. launch, try saying that word, uh, the technological improvements in tire technology, because tennis is running on the Falcon RT six sixties and those tires are fast, um, from one of the other Honda challenge drivers that I've been trying to get on this podcast Carlos, um, to him, he says they're probably faster than the um, Toyo Double Rs. Obviously, being a tar, uh, an R compound, the Toyo Double Rs, they you know maintain their consistency a lot longer than like a street tire, just because of the sake of it being a a true slick and how. R comps are kind of designed to be a little bit more longevity based. Unless you have like Hoosier R six or A7s. A7s or the Autocross series, those are just like they'll fall off real quick. And yeah. So if that happens, <laughs> I will gladly take that first place, because I'll gladly take uh, the L if it was me. Because, you know, those are the rules and that's what we play with and sometimes it sucks and sometimes it helps us out. Oh, man. I I don't know if I'm blowing this. maybe Maybe bring this down a little bit. There we go. That's kind of too late. Ah... So, yeah, guys, this episode might be a little bit shorter than normal, but, you know, I just got back. All the crap is literally still in the EG right now. I'm tired. Um, I got to go to work tomorrow, and it's my first day in my new job, so, guys, wish me luck. Um... I had two good students, uh, this event, so I'm very thankful for that. Uh, both of them (laughs) didn't go off, so I'm, I'm thankful. And, you know, um, go ahead and like and subscribe this. Uh, I really appreciate it. It is nice. Um, somebody did give me a five-star review on the iTunes podcasting, so I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, look. If you enjoyed my ramblings on, um, you know, share it with another person who has uh, ambitions of trying to go fast on a track day. And, you know, I'm not the fastest guy out there, but I just want to show you guys that you don't need to swap your cars out with like a B18 or K Series to go out and track and, you know, be decently competitive. And while I'm not the fastest guy out there for, like, a beginner, I can get people up to speed, and I'm getting more and more comfortable with uh, doing my instructing. I don't consider myself a driver driver's coach yet, because I just think that's more, like, for intermediates to get, like, really, really um, up to pace, and that's just not something that I'm even able to do for myself, so... Can't do that for other people. I could give like little hints or whatever. But what I'm trying to say is that if you're a beginner, I can help you get uh, up to speed and improve. And one of my biggest case studies right now is John from 91 Octane. I've helped him uh, get up to speed and he seems to enjoy it. So you guys uh, like and subscribe. Um, if you want to shoot me a message, shoot me a message on my Instagram. I'm most active on that one. And that is the Race FF Pod on Instagram. So, guys, thank you very much. And with that, I'm going to go ahead and end the show, head upstairs, and finish the edit. And go to sleep. So, guys, thanks again. <laughs> And with that, that's the end of the episode. I'll try that again. That's the end of the episode.